is back. Don't call it a comeback. It feels like forever since I've been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> who are you again? I don't who remember. Who I? I know, right? Golly. Uh, but we're back. The Bruce and Tucson, the back together uh, for the first regular episode of Tea and Tops in quite some time. I guess the dog days of summer have gotten to us both. School summer holidays are out of the way. New jobs, old jobs, reasonably under control. So we're back at it. And it's great to be back. It's great to be here. Uh, Jason, thanks for holding the fort uh, a couple of weeks ago with Glenn. It was great to have Glenn on again, telling tales of the national. Um, and yeah, welcome back. Jason, yeah, well, like I said, welcome back Come to on. you. Like I said. Welcome back to me. Welcome back, everybody. Just welcome yes, back. Everyone's back. <laughs> we're all back. Yeah, I know. It, it's been a long one. Summer has been wild to say the least uh you actually came down to edinburgh we actually got to see each other in person two weeks ago so it's goodness uh, i know right unbelievable so yeah so it's been good to catch up on things there it's been a wild summer a lot of stuff went happened when we were on break so hopefully we can try to catch you up in the next hour hour or so yeah we, we got a we got a we got a few things the news we could have done a, a, an hour on the news I've, I've picked a few choice morsels uh, and no doubt we can use the, the the coming weeks to catch up on all the big stuff that's happened over the summer. Uh, so yeah, we are. I am springing these on you. Uh, looking forward to to get back into the conversation. As always, if you're watching along tonight, we are live on Facebook uh, on the Teen Talks Facebook page. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Teen Talks. We're live on YouTube as well. Uh, and yeah, comment along. Let us know if you're watching. Let us know if you're glad to have us back or not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, you didn't will... even know we were gone. We'll never know. Oh, did, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe nobody even noticed. So that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get back after it. And, and yeah, comment along tonight if you've got any questions for us. Uh, just pop them in the chat wherever you're watching along. We can see your comments. We're happy to have you uh, watching along live with us and uh, interfacing with the show. All right, so. Where are we going to start? Like I say, it's been a heck of a summer. It feels like there's only really one one logical place to start, uh, and that is with um, the Mickey Mantle. Uh, the Mickey Mantle card that sold just at the end of August there um, for the princely sum of $12.6 million. So August 27th, I went across and they headed to summer auction. Finally reached $12.6 million, uh, its final sale price, um, making it the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever sold, um, and the most expensive card by more than $5 million, um, beating a T206 Honus Wagner that was sold the month before, just the month before. Uh, one of those went for $7.25 million at Golden Auctions. So it's been a heck of a summer for vintage car sales. Absolutely. I'm just curious, who's got $12 million sitting there on the house to go, you know what? I've always won that PSA Mickey Mantle. <laughs> hey, it wasn't even a PSA. It was an SGC card. <laughs> All right. Either way, but yeah. I mean, that's a large chunk of chat, cash. I, 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 you know, hat tip to whoever owns that card that can just drop that and probably didn't think twice. Probably didn't even ask their spouse about it. Just kind of said, what'd you do this thing? Ah, I just picked up a baseball card and, you know. Yeah, just, just, just bought a baseball card. Nothing better to do. Yeah. 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 yeah 12.6 million. Not too bad. <laughs> Uh, Heritage Auctions will be happy. They'll take their pound of flesh of that as well, obviously. Um, but yeah, quite unbelievable. Uh, and for the the Wagner, the previous, like literally the month before July, 
uh, it sold in July for seven seven odd million. I thought, well, that's that's the end of the the big sales for a little while. But no, no, uh, we didn't have to wait very long until that record got absolutely smashed. Uh, so yeah, twelve point six million. It's difficult to think of anything that's going to break that in the near future, uh, unless uh, unless a uh, very uh, perhaps a medium grade Wagner comes up. But you know, this is reputedly the the finest the finest example of the the Mickey Mantle card. So um, it's difficult to see it's difficult to see this record being beaten for a while. Well, maybe there's some collectors that want to go and sell it now, seeing that they probably quadrupled what they paid for, it, if not more. So, you know, it, it might be time to, to sell. It's, it's one of those things, you know, we, we talk about rookie cards and they go up and then they go right back down again. So, yeah, I you know, it's it's a, it might be a time to go, right, well, I got I got what I wanted. I held on to it for a while and, and, and now it's time to sell and, uh, you know, collect their cash where they can. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about millions there. The people have these. This this is pocket change for them. They didn't think twice about this purchase. That's true. You make an interesting point, though. There could be a lot of mid market cards come on the market. I wouldn't imagine in the next few months. Uh, you know, anything to sort of four or five figures. I think we might see some decent stuff coming out. Uh, cost of uh, cost of living, I suppose, is the buzzword um, on both sides of the Atlantic at the minute. It's not just the UK. This. Uh, Seeing the cost of everything spiraling out of control, um, and yeah, I think it's uh, uh, it's probably a buy, it's going to turn into a buyer's market again. I can see a lot of people feeling the pinch. You have some of these uh, sort of medium to high end cards, you know, like you know, Mantles and, and Wagner's are to the moon, right? That's that's a different league altogether. But um, yeah, sort of a lot of medium high end stuff. I think could find its way out the market as people are tightening their belts and perhaps uh, you know people are going to think it is the right time to cash in especially for you know like i say sort of four or five figure cars that are maybe packed pooled and just sitting in people's collections and i think well we need some money to get us through to you know help pay a gas bill it's taking a t206 honest wagner to pay my gas bill at the minute so you know <laughs> it wouldn't you surprise can't afford me that fourth or fifth house <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i mean yeah for the big dog stuff like like i think like we said before if you're playing in that market you're you're not affected by such things, but uh, you know your everyday collector who who perhaps has a couple of high value pieces. We could see some of this stuff come on the market, or certainly more of it. Uh, it was an interesting card that I saw getting sold the other day on Topps Dynasty one of one, which I think I posted in the Topps UK baseball group. Uh, Triple Auto of Pujols, uh, Trout, and Otani, a buyer was selling for twenty two grand. So you know cards around you know cards of that sort of value, but you're medium to high-end collector might be able to spring for it i think we could see quite a few more cool pieces and in, in that kind of in that kind of range coming to the market in the next few months as people are like i say are tightening their belts or perhaps struggling to struggling to cover costs and stuff you know now's a good time to liquidate some of these assets so you know the overall the, the card market is still up uh so yeah i think we could see some pretty nice stuff coming for sale soon yeah, I agree. I think there's a people who are in dig deep in their collection to kind of go, all right, I need to sell a few things here and there to, to make ends meet. And I mean, uh, there's not many of us that are uh, living in mansions that have a nice collection. You know, it's a lot of guys that no. still live in the basement with their parents and uh, yeah, <laughs> they got their cards yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, you know, I, 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 I don't have a mansion or, or a basement, but <laughs> all my cards sit in a bottom drawer. That's, uh, but yeah, they're, uh, they'll be kept safe there for a little while. So. Yeah, interesting. Let's say interesting times. It's 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 always exciting to see big stuff, big cool stuff like the mantles and the Honus Wagners of the world getting sold. 
but I think, yeah, I think this pickup in the sort of medium to high end, uh, modern over the next few months, I think it's going to be pretty evident, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Could be a few of the, you know, a few nice Otanis coming to market or a few nice trouts, maybe a few people parting with their trout rookie cards, you know, it's probably one of the, one of the most available, almost banker cards, I suppose, are, that, that you can get your hands on. There's so many, obviously, so many of the Trout Rookie cards out there that you might see a few collectors starting to shift them. But, um, <laughs> as yeah, long as you can sit down your Fernando Tatis cards, you'll be okay. <laughs> well, well, there you go. That's a, that's a nice segue into a story that I haven't prepared anything for, but I, I don't suppose we've talked about that too much. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, with, with Tatis picking up his... Um, was his 81 game or half a season suspension for uh for violating mlb's drug use policy uh, that obviously had a, a fairly massive uh it was a fairly massive event within collecting circles a lot of people obviously holding tatis in similar uh similar circles as the likes of trout and otani you know almost kind of like a banker hall of fame type guy and uh you know stacking up his cards and you know what's this? What's this going to mean for the future of collecting uh, Tatis Junior cards? I'd read a couple of articles saying you know it, it could have had uh, the, the announcement of that news probably dented his market value by about five hundred million dollars. You know when, for total collection, it's like oh, right. Uh, and then you know the, the dust settles, and then articles are popping up, or people's commentary is more like, well, give it like two years, and as long as he behaves himself, it'll all be forgotten. By the time it gets to Hall of Fame voting time, it'll just be a distant memory and it won't have any effect. It was like the market will bounce back from it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I think he's such a well, the best way is polarizing player. Either you love him or hate him. Like, I, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's the Marmite <laughs> thing. And yeah. um, I mean, you look, you know, look at Andy Pettit. You know, he's still beloved in New York. The fact, the fact you know, he just fully went, yep, I cheated, no big deal. Um, Clemens, obviously, is another story. But, you know, Robinson Cano, you know, everyone absolutely forgot about Robinson Cano. I mean, he was definitely a Hall of Famer um, and then got done. But with Tatis being so young, I think it bounces back. I think in two or three years' time, there'll always be someone, you know, you could call him a cheater like that. But if he comes back next year and has a solid season and hits, say, 40 home runs, I don't think anyone's going to care. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it will be forgotten. I think it's... Um... It's difficult for me to put uh, to put Tatis talent-wise in the same bracket as somebody like Jose Altuve. But you know, if you look at the way Altuve's uh, his potential legacy has been tarnished by the by the cheating scandal, it's not. You know, you you, you can draw a comparison. But fair enough, it's not it's not PEDs. It's not you know it's not exactly the same. But he's got that that uh, cloud hanging over him. You know, and as much as. Uh, there's a lot of distaste for the Astros in general, and I think a lot of that gets focused on Altuve. You know, statistically, he was probably on his way, and there's no doubt he was an influential player in that World Series, you know, a team that won. They didn't win back-to-back World Series, did they? But they won right two nope. and three. They were in two World Series in a row. Yeah, you know, so there's no doubt he was a pivotal player, and you know, a lot of people in the collecting in the collector sphere very high on him and whatever else. So it'd be interesting that he's almost like that extra couple of years down the line to see and what sort of. Well, I guess we'll see how that cheating legacy will will impact him, and we can maybe draw at least a vague parallel, I think, between him and uh, and Tatis as uh, as time rolls on. But as long as he doesn't do it again, if he does it again, then. Or, that's it that's done yeah uh, so, or if he gets 
No, it wasn't him that got hepatitis from a tattoo. That was Chapman. What was his? That was Chapman. <laughs> that was Chapman. Yeah. What was it? He had dandruff or something, and they they gave him someone for I can't remember what the story was, what the reason he gave was, but it was some horse feathers reason. But getting dodgy tattoos in New York is that high on my list? No, no. That was Chapman. Yeah, he caught hepatitis apparently from yeah getting a prison tattoo. It sounds like whatever. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how the how the Tatis thing plays out. I, at the minute, I, I tend to agree with I tend to agree with you. In two or three years' time, it'll be seen as uh, a, a mistake made in the foolishness of youth. And if if he if he carries on delivering and putting up the numbers he's been putting up in his career until this point, and he doesn't have any more minor indiscretions, uh, then yeah, I think you're right. I think it completely. Hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna throw a name out there that I think you might go. Okay, I can see Arod. No one knew if he was cheating till Texas, if that was it, you know, and then obviously came out and, and uh, later, but, you know, other than him being, well, the most hated guy in baseball, <laughs> I think that's fair to say. I uh, think you're right, yeah. I, I think it, had he just owned up to it right away and hadn't, I don't know, just had a better personality. <laughs> you know, we talk about this <laughs> off air all the time. You know, <laughs> we love him on the baseball network. He's amazing. He's a fan. He knows the sport. But when he was a player, he was just a jackass. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. That that's what hurts him. Where I think uh, Tatis was the face of baseball. You know, MLB promoted him hard. I mean, gosh, MLB the show 2021 was you know Tatis. Yeah. So I I think you won't see him front and center, but I think he definitely you give it three or four years time. You know, people have forgotten. Whereas Era was just a fool. I guess the best way to see it as politely as possible. Um, I think you're yeah. well, I mean, he's he's on record very recently saying that. In fact, I think it was in, I think it was commentary around the the Tatis event, where where he had basically you know uh, aired a lot of regret about he had the way he had held himself during his career and some of the stuff that he'd got up to, and you know it was obviously very hopeful that Tatis wasn't heading down the same route. I mean, but I mean with the um, with the regularity that that players are tested and stuff now, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have guys who are abusing for seasons at a time and they're not getting caught or, you know because like i said they just get tested for more regularly and of course they know now that there's punishment if you get tested you know if he gets caught again that's a season he's done for um so so yeah there's obviously the the risk reward i think these days is much much lower um you know if he's tried to do something to aid his recovery from what did he do he fell off his bike or something is that right he did something bad, right? I, I don't know <laughs> i'm sure he fell off his bike that's why he was hurt doing something he shouldn't have been doing Certainly, no, that, that was Chris Sale that fell off his bike. Oh, was it Chris? Oh, I thought I thought Tatis was a victim of something stupid as well. No, I, I can't uh, remember what it was. Like, no, I'm probably wrong. Maybe it was Chris Sale I was thinking of. But, yeah, uh, um, but yeah, I think if he's tried to take in something or done something to try and speed his recovery, then you know, you can kind of, I don't know, you, you, you can't you can't empathize with him, but because he's still getting paid a shit ton of money, even if he's injured. I mean, well, sure I think they're saying play, the but... next one voids his contract. So if it happens again, oh, he can really? do wow. the yeah. That's slightly worse than taking a year off because he was on a hell of a contract. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a contract. It was a cheap deal for San Diego at the time. And, and one of the reasons they got Juan Soto because it would have been an amazing lineup with both those guys in there. <laughs> it'll, stay, it'll still happen. It'll just happen next year. Uh, if Soto stays, I guess, right? That's, uh, that's the next yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. The, so um, the Padres not tanking right now, though. No, they're uh, on the wild card uh, pick of it, so they're doing all right. But yeah, he, no, uh, he would have right. been back. 
maybe by now or a couple weeks ago, or he would have been quite the key. That was one of the reasons the Padres are going all in and and still like 20 games behind the Dodgers. It's not looking good for the Padres, but but they'll make the wild card. They'll make the wild card, yeah. Yeah, I know they'll catch the Dodgers, I guess. Well, good on them. Let's see what happens next year. Uh, Yeah, yeah, telling off season for the Padres. It was all right. Ringworm medication. That's what it was. I was googling ringworm. That's right. I knew it was something ridiculous. Like far out, of course. Yeah, ringworm. Well, good luck to good luck to Mister Teddy. Hopefully, he uh, we can say behaves himself. All right, moving on. Um, Derek Jeter news because I love me some Derek Jeter news. Uh, So uh, an announcement just this week: Derek uh, Jeter has helped launch a new sports card collecting and grading platform known as the Arena Club, um, which was kind of interesting. This sort of came out of nowhere. Um, so what is Arena Club? Well, collectors on the platform have the option to store graded cards in their state-of-the-art vault, or you can receive them in protective slabs. So it's kind of a bit like the PWCC vault that we covered on the show, um, and also the eBay vault that is either live now in the States or just coming, I think. Uh, which is all, which we've also covered in previous episodes, and it seems to be uh, the kind of uh, flavor of the month, shall we say, for collecting, especially if you're a holder of high-end products. So maybe you don't have a safe in your house, maybe you don't have a safe deposit box, you can go and leave your cards in. So for, uh, again, I'm assuming a fee, uh, these companies will hold your collectibles in a vault, and if you sell them to another Arena Club member, it's obviously easy to and safe to transfer ownership from your stack, I think is the word they're using for it, uh, to another collector's uh, showroom they're using, actually. So you can move it from your showroom to their showroom. Uh, completely safe. You don't have to worry about dealing with USPS or FedEx or UPS or and shipping and insurance and delays and stuff like this and all that good stuff. If you're a member of the club, it's held uh, in, a, in a vault for you. Or you can elect to have your card graded and sent out to you. So uh, a, bit of st- a bit of storage, a bit of grading is what they're after. Uh, they're saying it will provide that their grading will provide users with quicker, more accurate, and transparent grading process uh, through computer vision and machine learning. Now we've heard this before. Um, <laughs> Where have we heard that before? <laughs> I know, right? This sounds a little bit HGA. <laughs> um, but the 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 one uh, benefit, not benefit, the one new uh, innovation it feels like they're bringing. Um, for every card graded on the platform, uh, they'll release a transparent grading report that explains in detail the justification for a grade. So the closest, I guess, we have to that at the minute are, uh, is on Beckett's cards. <coughs> Excuse me. So when you get a, a card graded by Beckett, you have your four uh, qualifying grades. And that It's a combination and some maths to figure out from your four qualifying grades, what the overall grade for the card is. So the grade on centering, surface, corners, and edges, I think is the fourth one. Yeah, I've got my brain yeah. for there. Um, so they grade all those things out of 10, and then some of them have, di- one of them have, they have different, slightly different weightings, and then you get your, your overall grade for your card. So that's the closest we get at the minute to any kind of justification behind a grade. Um, all the other, uh, PSA don't offer that, um, HGA, if I remember correctly, they don't they don't give subgrades either. Um, I'm starting to doubt myself. I might be wrong on that. But their Arena Club are P- 
pitching this as a full report. So it'd be interesting to see just how much detail it goes into about your card. Um, but I quite like the idea. It's a bit better than just an arbitrary number. If you're getting any kind of additional information to explain why your card was graded in in such a way, then I think that's uh, that's to the benefit of the process, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, like, everyone always wondered what what is the story behind it. Why did they get this? I mean, you, you, you uh, I said I've spent lots of time on Reddit lately and following baseball cards on Reddit, and you just see guys with their pliers out there just opening it up, going, "Well, I'm going to reslab this again, see if I get a better grade." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's so uh, funny. Yeah, it's, it's such an arbitrary thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think this general push that that the, the hobby wants to see it's a bit like it's a bit like getting rid of umpires. It's a bit like robot umpires. Like people just want consistency, and that, that's what people want. They want consistency, consistency in their balls and strikes getting caught behind the plate, and they want consistency in their grading process as well. And you know, when you're whenever you're, you're relying on humans to do that kind of thing, I'm fairly sure I've described humans before as inefficient meat sacks on this podcast because that's essentially what we are. We are grossly inefficient, but we can design technology to remove that that factor from it. So, but then you know, as we've seen with companies like HGA and uh, you know, those who have made a big song and dance about the fact they use computers and they use AI and they're not as dependent on the human process, then there still there still seems to be a, a, a distaste or a pushback from that within the hobby as well. So you're kind of damned if you do and sort of damned if you don't. But uh, I guess people want to try and find that, that middle ground between having a computer you know, doing all the hard work and still having that 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 human touch as well to you know to to look at a card and um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. It's it's another another option, shall we say, if you want to keep your cards uh, safe in a vault uh, or have them uh, have them authenticated and encapsulated and graded, and then you know the market in time, the market will decide how valuable. Their grading process is like I say, HGA didn't bring too much to the party. Um, you know, Beckett and PSA are still the ones that demand the largest premium over a raw card. SGC right behind them, CSG probably fourth, uh, and then it's just a scrabble for the rest underneath. So let let the market decide. But it's a, an interesting innovation. Let's see how it goes. I mean, if it's got Jeter's name behind it, people, some people are going to jump on it. They'll be excited by it. Uh, yeah, and let's see if they bring anything new. So, are you going to send the card away once they open it up? Are you going to send to see what happens? Eh? <laughs> <clears throat> that's interesting, right? That's, that's, that's actually a really good question because I've I've been I've been flirting with the idea of doing this. I've I've got a few cards in my collection that I want to get graded. I have a whole bunch of boxes that I'm wanting to open um, that I've been that I've sort of kept for a while. Uh, I've sort of been sitting on. Uh, hoping they would rocket in value, and they haven't really rocketed in value in the way I was hoping they would. Um, I'm kind of loath to sell them because they're quite, it's like a sort of moderate high end stuff. So, my plan at the minute is like a big live stream one night, and I'm going to sit and crack them all. I'm just going to sit and rip them all open and let the chips fall where they may. And there's like quite a lot in there. There's uh, baseball boxes, there's uh, what else have I got? Your jackass boxes. Yeah, man, I've got, I've got my jackass boxes, I've got my Premier League boxes. I was hoping the Jackass ones would be quite a nice little investment, but right now prices are kind of flat. I'm assuming the Johnny Knoxville, the big Johnny Knoxville auto must have been found, and that's why the like the market's not falling out. I could probably wipe my face on them, but you know I thought they would be a nice little investment. So, so yeah, I've got quite a lot to open. I think I might just sit and rip it all open, like I say, on a live stream one day, uh, and then 
anything nice that comes out of them, I was going to use that as an opportunity to uh, to look at some grading. So again, we we discussed grading so many times on the yeah. on the show, but I was going to go after. Uh, I figured CSG would be a nice place to start. Um, but yeah, like I uh, signed up, if that's the right word, for Arena Club. Um, I'll get myself on the either on the wait list or get myself signed. I don't know. I just put my email address into the website literally 20 minutes before the show started. <laughs> I was reading up about it. <laughs> so yeah, no. so. I'll, I might I might send I might send them some stuff, but again, I, I think if you're if you're US based, it's a far better or far easier system to access. You know, the fact that it's international and you have to deal with all that, it's not it's not ideal. Like none of it's ideal. Uh, I mean, the the best route to grading from the UK at the minute, outside of people like um, Rob, who we had on the show a couple of months back, who do um, subscription uh, not subscriptions, who do group submissions into HGA and the like. Uh, as we have PSA in the UK now, which was formerly Ludkins, who were a big player in the Pokemon scene. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've officially become PSA UK now and offer a UK-based submission service for, for PSA. Now, in practice, I don't think the process has really changed. It's still, you still treat it like a group, it's still treated like a group submission. So you send it all to, but instead of the business now being called instead of the business being called Ludkins, the business is now called PSA UK. So PSA must have bought the business. I don't know what they've done. But it's not, yeah, it's not like a grading process or anything that's happening here in the UK. You're still, you know, you're you're sending to a central place in the UK. They still get sent abroad to be graded and then they come back to you. Um, So yeah, I figure maybe a couple of PSA, a couple of CSG, maybe try Arena Club, maybe try a couple of other things uh, as part of this big process. But... Yeah, I definitely have some stuff I'd like to get graded, and uh, it's not taking eighteen months to get stuff graded now. It's still taking a long time. Like if you want, if you want to go back at our PSA, but it's not like the weight isn't as bad as it was. Yeah, no, I think it's something we should do because again, I, I'm working. Yay! So I have an income, <laughs> <laughs> so I can afford a few things and not just spend all my hard-earned money on digital cards anymore. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to give Rob's service a try. I, I have that Ted Williams card I have, and you know, not that it's in the grade very high. I just actually just want it encapsulated. And um, and maybe I'll try HGA, do a custom label, and uh, um, do one of my uh, Project 2020 cards or Project 70 cards. Uh, mm. Maybe I'll do the Dave Park or something like that. So, you know, a card that actually means something to me that would be kind of worth it to spend the 25 quid and have a cool label on it and I mean, especially since we inspired the card it would be cool to do that and we could send them all out to different grading companies and, and not really care what kind of grades we get back with as long as we get them encapsulated that's true that's true i don't know i don't know how many of the of the companies or or if or maybe even any of them actually just offer a pure encapsulation service i wish i kind of wish that they would you know like you know, so ha- have the label that explains, you know, that puts the normal information about the card, like the year and the card or whatever else. But then just like, uh, I mean, I know PSA will do, it will do, jeez, oh, I can't speak tonight. So I think PSA will do an authentic, like they'll give you, so they'll, they'll just put, basically having the card encapsulated and, they, and they're authenticating it as a genuine card or whatever it is and not applying the grade to it. Um, but I don't know if any others. I mean, majestic. They'll do anything to get four quid or whatever it is. They, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like they charge for grading the card. For us. Yeah, I don't want it graded. I just want it encapsulated. Yeah, but but then that's. But if you just want it encapsulated, that's probably the best option is to send it to 
uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not being disrespectful by calling it a no-name grading service, but, you know, anything outside of the, of top the top, five. let's say, five, yeah, send it to them, and they can put their arbitrary grade on it if they want and put it in a holder, and then it's protected. But, you know, and that's fine if you're not doing it for resale, if you just want it graded for your, or encapsulated, like you say, for your collection, then by all means, that's probably one of the more efficient ways to, to achieve that is just to send it to, a company like Majestic Grading and have them grade it for their tenor or however much they charge to do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to sit down after the podcast and, and send send cards to every grading company and, sit, <laughs> and, and, and actually like to figure out the process of how long each one of them took and uh, not necessarily like the grade's not going to matter, but more of the process behind it all and see which one, <laughs> our own personal rankings of which one we enjoyed the most. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's not a bad idea. It's a good long-term project. We can add that to the list along with the TTM stuff that we're wanting to do. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, now that the paycheck's coming, I can actually send those cards. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me in two weeks' time. I'll be like, yeah, I send everything away. It's great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll add a we'll add a, a weekly TTM section to the, or maybe it won't be weekly, but um, yeah. So close this conversation out then. Um, Jeter's quote from the press release. Uh, I'm proud to be part of the team at Arena Club and to bring this innovative platform to life. Uh, we recognize there's a real need in the grading industry for clarity, speed, and trust. There you go. So the driver is the grading. Obviously, that's the thing that Jeter's mentioned more over the warehousing, showroom, vaulting, whatever you want to call it. They're obviously after a slice of the grading market. Um, Good luck to them. Let's see what happens, right? <laughs> I, I was going to say, is he going to vault the cards at Marlon Steen? But he's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a reasonably out of date reference. Look at me wrapping my Marlins tonight as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you can just fill those NBCs with well, baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. Mar Marlins and Rays have gone full Florida man tonight. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take some meth after this. <clears throat> All right. Um, Last part of the news then before we move on to a regular scheduled programming. Um, changes coming for the national. So, of course, we had the national uh, just at the back end of July with Glenn's coverage of it a few weeks ago, which was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, next year the national trading card convention is going to be in Chicago. Every two years it goes to Chicago. Uh, so the 26th to the 30th of July next year, if anybody fancies the trip. And then in 2024, it's heading to Cleveland uh, on the 24th and 28th of July. And then in 2025, it's back to Chicago again. Uh, from everything we're hearing, in 2026, it will be going back to Cleveland. And Atlantic City has been dropped from the rotation. Um, now, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what was... Um, this is this is rather giving away that perhaps I've not listened to all of the pod, all of our podcasts that had Glenn on it, um, but certainly uh, having spoken to and read commentary from uh, a number of the, the larger dealers that are that take part in the national every year, um, the the majority of them are not sad to see Atlantic City being dropped from being dropped from the rotation. Uh, there's talk that in 2026 it could go to Vegas. Uh, which I think could be an interesting move because Beckett have the have their industry summit event, which happens in. Oh, Glenn's happy about it, but it leaving Atlantic City, I see. 
uh, yeah, so uh, Vegas has the the Becca Industry Summit, which happens October time, I think. Yeah, it's October, October November. Yeah, last week of September, or first week in October. Yeah, I remember we looked to go until we saw how much it was to go. And we're like, oh, geez, okay, I'm not paying like 800 bucks and to that go. that wasn't even including the hotel. It was ridiculous. And that wasn't including the hotel. That was just that was... to attend. Well, in, that's to attend the event as a member of industry. You had to pay like $725, I think it was. Yep, it was. Now, you did get quite a lot of stuff, like entry to a golf tournament and, you know, a lot of catering and stuff taken care of and some exclusive parties and events and things like that. But that's still a big old chunk of change to <laughs> to go and attend an industry event. Um, but a lot of people do, um, and it's grown in stature every year. It was only two years ago, uh, or maybe three, maybe 19, before COVID. Um, but they only very recently put a, a card show on that runs in conjunction with the show. It doesn't. It's not really a part of it. Runs side by side with uh, with the main with the main industry summit. So there is now a card show attached to it as well. Uh, every year that's seen some pretty big growth. So there's a chance I think that the the national could end up going to somewhere like uh, Las Vegas in 2026. If it's not already been announced as Cleveland, there's something in the back of my head that says it was already announced as Cleveland, but uh, a lot Chicago, of people want to see it go Chicago. to. Yeah, definitely Chicago every two years. That's always been the thing. Um, but the talk is Atlantic think... City's gone now. From all the chat I had, people are actually against Vegas because it's hard to get to. Like you can't just like literally pack a car up full of a uh, a box full of cards and necessarily go there. Whereas like Atlantic City, you cover a lot of a lot of big areas with a very small distance by. So it's not a huge a problem for dealers to go and go right. I gotta bring my U-Haul and drive there. Whereas there's nothing close to Vegas. I mean, there's nothing hard drive to, to LA. That's, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, so, I, I mean, at least Chicago, you know, you're a major city, you have some stuff there, but uh, you know, you're right in the Midwest, you know, you can get there from either direction, yeah, just, but yeah, you're, you're not going to be like a, Milwaukee uh, and... yeah, you, you're not going to be a, let's say a Massachusetts uh, store set up and go, all right, I got to drive 2000 miles to Vegas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I can't think of any alternate venues. My my American geography is terrible. Um, but yeah, certainly, certainly the word is that um, Atlantic City has been dropped and they may take it somewhere else. Uh, so we'll see. We'll wait for it. But that's a long, 2026, a long way off. Um, initial thoughts and feelings on 2023. Uh, I think I might try and go. Um, I know you're ropey for it with, with things that are already arranged, but um, I think I might give it a stab. Um, I'm not too sure. I'd like to. I'd like to go. And if I'm going to go, I'd like to go in Chicago. I don't have too much of a this burning desire to go and experience the sights and sounds of Cleveland. I'd rather go back to Chicago again. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm taking it under consideration at the moment. There's a lot of moving parts in my life at the moment, right? as you know, as normal. Uh, so but yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, it's a crappy time. It's a crappy time of year because it's right around my wife's birthday. Like it's just after it. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I school holidays it's like oh, logistically it's tough but i mean that's what, what it is in it was uh school holidays and the cost went up i mean had we booked this back in january we talked about it we would maybe pay a quarter of what the total bill is when we were looking at it so that's true yeah yeah but even then even in that intervening time we obviously had the unfortunate breakout of uh, conflict in in Eastern Europe there, and that's you know obviously had a detrimental effect on fuel price and all that kind of stuff. And 
so yeah it's still very much a maybe um but we'll see I'd, uh, i've not ruled it out let's put it that way i've not ruled it out we may be able to do a live stream <laughs> yeah no, that's it. i know i said so for those who don't know i i haven't been home in a decade so i have to go see my family <laughs> Good, gotta get that driver's license renewed, right? Yeah, driver's license renewed, and U.S. passport renewed, and all that fun stuff. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to go back and uh, do that. But uh, will time with it, so I go see the All Star Game, or at least be in the city for the All Star Game. So um, oh, that's uh, right. It's in Seattle next year. Huh? It is in Seattle. So uh, you know, but, and I have fond memories of this because when it was in the All Star Game was in Seattle in two thousand and one. I volunteered for uh, the kind of the All Star Convention thing there. And uh, I won a box. I won an each year rookie and a box of uh, 2001 um, Bowman there. So very cool. Um, so I've got an each year rookie sitting back home that I haven't touched in 21 years. But <laughs> I keep waiting for my brother to send over, and he keeps not sending it over. I hate you, Fuzz. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. You can pick all this stuff up when you're over now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, funny enough, I was on. I was talking to him the other day when I called him for his birthday, and he showed me like two boxes of stuff. I'm like. Yeah, that's still all my comments. Like all the good stuff somewhere else. <laughs> that's the box I want. <laughs> In your safe deposit box or something, right? Oh, okay, yeah, with the, the Seiko rookies and Maguire USA cards and all those fun that's stuff. It, yeah, all those Kevin Mass rookies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, awesome. That is kind of the the end of the news. Well, it's not the end of the news because we've been away for like six weeks. But that's all I picked out to go over this week to leave time for some regular regularly scheduled programming uh, uh we've done quite well on the time so far um so yeah project 100 um how's that been <laughs> so it's come and gone <laughs> it really went come and gone <laughs> it, it, the summer version came out uh, uh there was five artists i don't even have it in front of me right now but the the big one well, there was a j daniel jacob harain now if you don't know him daniel does comic book no you can't call him, can't call comic books they're, they're art sports art comics still Sport, okay <laughs> so yeah so uh so he kind of became a little prominence during project 70 where king saladin had copied his mickey mantle his commerce comic card and used it for his own and then uh, kind of got introduced to top that way his little uh subsection of the sports art community sh shot off so uh his cards all sold out it's the only one that actually have everyone sell up or even sell out the four thousand cards there um and they were doing kind of uh bonus cards in that way um literally i i, I was he did a j-rod one and uh i thought about it and then after two hours i was like yeah i should probably get it gone so oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah it was interesting it was you know uh five new four new artists in chuck styles so there was you know an, at least a familiar face that was there um not getting any love in the community nobody likes them i, I think it's hard for people that like the really the project 100 cards because at least with project 2020 and project 70 it was based off a card you can kind of go cool i like your interpretation where you just have free reign now and people are really just aren't enjoying it that much uh, uh, they, daniel did amazing uh, to sell out all his cards there so um i'm sure tops will bring him back and of course he still does his weekly uh limited edition print and so um but yeah um we had some weird ones there as per usual <laughs> so it's again it's a marnite product uh, 
Um, and you know, within the community uh, that I, I share on Twitter, nobody likes them. Nobody really cares them. They don't see any long-term value in them. So uh, I think people are just staying away from them. And we don't know print runs either. So no one knows, you know, if they sold 400 of them or 300 or whatever. So um, yeah, people like this. It, it may be limited, but no one knows. I was just about to start my feet and say that, oh, but they told us they were going to give us print runs, but that's not true. They didn't say they were going to give us print runs. It was the soccer, the variation that they were going to, oh. I'm still doing that. So if you you don't know, like uh, Tops UK has come out with their own version of Project 20 with football cards, soccer cards, and uh, uh, Matt Taylor, uh, you know, UK's based, he's based in Brighton there, and uh, they were pushing that for a little bit, and I saw nothing else from them. Those cards are doing quite well, um, right? From the ones that I've seen, anyway, they're they're they're, they're selling pretty well, and mm-hmm. the resale on them is quite strong as well. Uh, again, certain certain figures are more popular than others. So, like Erling Haaland, obviously, is like the big draw right now, especially in uh, Man City colors, because this is like the first. Uh, this will be the, this year. You get the, we'll get the first cars of him in his, uh, since he moved to Man City, and of course he's absolutely just setting the world on fire. The dude is a beast. Um, so yeah, I've seen a few of these cards for resale in some of the soccer groups that I'm in, uh, and they seem to be selling quite strong. There's some pretty good looking cards in there as well. Uh, again, that's subjective. Um, they're actually priced quite well, so twelve pound for a single. So that's basically twelve bucks right now, but. Sort of, <laughs> it's uh, like eight dollars right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's rough, isn't it? <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah. So twelve a twelve pound a card, um, or you get five for fifty, which is a pretty decent saving as well. Um, so yeah, all again, we can pretty like they are. They are quite cool. Some of them are pretty cool. I don't. I'm not fully up on who all the artists and stuff are. I've just looked it up just now. Some of the interesting stuff is they're including this, uh, they're including some of the women's uh, stars from the women's game in it as well, which uh, which is very nice to see. Uh, Alexia Patelis, I've probably murdered her name. Uh, the very uh, well thought of Barcelona talent. Uh, she's got a card this week actually, which is is that who Lauren Taylor went not met. I th- oh, possibly. I know it was somebody from Barcelona that she went to meet. I think there's somebody more famous than that lass. Um, oh, right. <laughs> a, Bra- a Brazilian player, and I, like her name's just escaped me. Um, yeah, I don't think it was her. I think it was somebody else that they went to. Yeah, Barcelona's basically assembled like a mega team of uh, of women's football talent. They, in fact, just this week broke the the world transfer record for a female player. Which is an embarrassingly low four hundred thousand um, pound. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I was thinking like four million. No, I know. I was very surprised to see how low the number was. So yeah, four hundred thousand. And it was a, an English player uh, who transferred from one of the English Premier League teams to Barcelona for four hundred grand. And that was a world record transfer. So, um, not to say that it's right or not, but there was an article about this not recently in the Ringer. And I said it's most these because the women's league is so brand new and it's only been going for the last decade and a half. And they said they expect it to get bigger and bigger there. That's why the US has always dominated because none of these other countries had actually put any time or effort on developing the women's side. Whereas now I think every 
side in the UK has a women's side now, which is, you know, a new thing, which is so random to me. But then, you know, we have the college system. So, the, you know, the women played yeah. there and after that they went professional. And so you had people there and now you're seeing the rest of the world kind of catch up to us. Um, and uh, it will be interesting in the next World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I certainly don't profess to be an expert on the subject. Um, but you, but, but yeah, obviously what we're saying in the, in the ringer is correct. So the, the U.S. for a good long time, 90s, 2000s, dominated the women's game. It was the U.S. Um, or nothing really. Sweden, um, I guess, have always had a really strong ladies team as well, as have Germany. I think Germany was probably the biggest threat to, uh, to the U.S. for quite some time. Uh, I believe it's now... Uh, to in order to be admitted membership to the Premier League, um, which I know it's not a members club, or it could even be the Football League, you have to have a, a, a co-signed ladies team as part of as part of the main club. That's kind of difficult to explain, but let's take Aberdeen, my home, well, my adopted hometown, uh, as uh, uh, as an example. So obviously, Aberdeen have a, have a fully professional men's team who play in top the top flight of the Scottish game. Uh, and they also had uh, or have a ladies team, a ladies football team as well, Aberdeen Ladies, which is, uh, I guess, affiliated to Aber the Aberdeen Men's Club, but it wasn't actually part of Aberdeen FC until maybe three years ago. And it was essentially, without this is not being disparaging, but it's basically beer league stuff. Like it was, it was entirely like entirely amateur. They weren't not even semi-professional, you know, they weren't getting paid. Um, it was, it was all done, you know, just, just like, just like we played baseball, but probably the highest level of like amateur you could be. Uh, but now it's, it's gradually in Scotland, certainly it's gradually becoming a bit more professional and like the, the clubs, the major clubs are aligned now more fully with the men's, like the men's, men's equivalent. So the Aberdeen ladies team have played games at the, the Aberdeen FC stadium at Petodre, they played a few games there now. Certainly the likes of Rangers and Celtic and clubs with larger fun, <clears throat> with larger funding, but it's been that way for quite some time. And certainly in the English, the top flight of the English game, uh, there's been far more investment uh, in general from the parent clubs, if you want to call it, if you want to call it that, you know, from like Liverpool, Manchester City, Tottenham have got a good team. Obviously Alex Morgan, uh, one of the top US players was over at Spurs for a couple of years and, you know, so it is starting to grow, definitely. And of course, you know, I just saw England, the England ladies team win the Euros, the, the Women's European Championships. So, yeah, definitely big things happen in the women's game. Yeah, but it is quite far behind. It is, it is hugely it's far, quite far behind. behind yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I said, you know, I, I, funny enough, it would be when our kids are old enough to play professionally should they ever choose to or not not that my yeah. can kick a football to save their life but uh, <laughs> you know um yeah it'll be their generation that will be the viable option and you can do that yeah there, so. definitely yeah 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 i mean all, i mean all the talk around after the the england uh, england ladies won the the euro the euros was it was about setting our it wasn't so much about their achievement as but what it would mean for like you say for the younger kids, the younger girls who were sitting, who were watching, maybe watching at home and decide they want to go and play football. And, you know, the, the impact it will have on the game for the next 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, like you say, you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's about our kids and maybe even their kids and see how it goes from there. I was saying that they said that about see. the U.S. football team, and I'm still waiting for that payoff to happen. Still waiting for that, yeah. yeah. 
uh, we're 30 years on and we still haven't done that well. <laughs> uh, those two World Cups that you had, they were, they were supposed to, they were supposed, you've got another World Cup coming up as well, haven't you? Yeah, to 2026. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, these World Cups we keep giving you. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Qatar. Let's just put it that way. But, oh my God! I read somewhere tonight, actually, um, on Facebook. So it's probably nonsense. I didn't investigate it any further. Apparently, Saudi Arabia are preparing a bid for like the next, whatever the next one is. It's up for grabs. 30, 2030 maybe. Right. So we'll see how corrupt FIFA or Saudi Arabia managed to get the next one. So yeah, we were talking about this last night. If you're watching the American football, um, and there was a couple of guys who were who had bought tickets to the World Cup, hoping Scotland would have actually qualified, uh, and uh, that's great. We'll go anyways. But apparently, because it's a it's a dry country, like they only serve Budweiser at the stadium, and there will be tents set up that you can only get Budweiser from. But apparently, in Dubai, they have rented super yachts and luxury cruise liners that you can take. They're sitting 10 oh miles offshore, and you can drink yourself as much as you want, and then they'll, <laughs> they'll ferry you in to go see all your games so you can actually get a drink before the game. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a fantastic, it was an amazing choice just from that perspective. The fact that Budweiser is one of the major sponsors of the World Cup and has been for many years now. Um, and yeah, for them to. Uh, for for them to pick a dry country, I think it's quite uh, well, it's quite a bold move. But yeah, they found some managed to find some way to get their product in the hands of the punters. So you don't know. <laughs> yeah, so because they said that if you try to bring alcohol uh, into the country, that it is illegal and it will do. Ah, you like you'll get your hands chopped off in that. You know, you <laughs> yeah. don't. You don't, you don't, it's probably a good job that Scotland didn't qualify. To be fair, because half of these bampots getting off the planes arriving in Qatar with their smuggled carry carriers in that half of them will be coming back with any fingers or they will have got on got a hand missing or something you know and, uh yeah we don't even see the spam comments don't worry. no i'm trying to delete it <laughs> I'm trying trying to to delete it. it's not working there so if you're, if you're watching the podcast obviously everything comes up in there and uh, i'm trying to delete this spam one uh, is that youtube no, it's uh, it's Twitch. So it's, Twitch. Oh, it's just usually like, YouTube that gets spammed with yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, he keeps make your Willie, make your Willie bigger or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the ADD kicking in. It's like I gotta delete that. I gotta delete that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, so, well, yeah, so we, we, if you're going to the World Cup, don't drink. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Don't bring your own. Yeah, we we veered rather violently away from Project One Hundred, but I guess that tells you everything you need to know about Project One Hundred. Yeah, no, there was there was tops tweeted today that one of the artists who who actually was really interesting because she took everyday objects and turned them into baseball cards. There, um, it was kind of on the Ermsey type type level. And and had we covered this summer, I would have gone in depth about all the artists. But if you've missed it, you've missed it. And uh, missed we'll it, just yeah. move on. Um, but but sometime the autumn collection coming up. Then? Autumn collection will come out, and no one knows who is coming there. And we will cover it again because we're normality for at least a few yeah, more months. Yeah. And, and uh, we can do the show again, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, so if you miss, you miss, you snooze, you lose. It, it, it was uh, uh, no one cared. <laughs> it's the best, <laughs> way of, the best way of putting it. Uh, actually, the one thing that so not Project One Hundred and Project Seven related was Lauren uh, Taylor released her own cards, and those have just started arriving. And those are, oh, yeah, are absolutely I'm, gorgeous. Yeah, that's kind of mad, actually. So. I think one of the last full shows that we did, which I think is getting on for like four or five weeks now, uh, maybe even longer actually, but we were rejoicing in the fact that Lauren had done so well and she's been on a bit of a tour of ballparks and stuff recently and attended a number of events. 
uh, if you follow our socials, I'm sure you've seen that. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised how long it's taken to get that product into people's hands. But I mean, I think they did say sort of six to eight weeks after after it closed. So, um, but yeah, it's good to see that stuff going out. There was some pretty awesome looking things. She was selling singles on her website for a while, um, like artist autographed singles and stuff. I'm not too sure if there's any still there worth checking out. But that's the only way you're going to get your hands on the stuff now, other than buying it from eBay. Uh, and, but even then, people are trying to resell it, like already at like three four times what it went for yeah, on uh ridiculous, went for on top, so, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah but congratulations to her you know we wish her all the success obviously friend of the show friend of the show friend of the show and the friend of the show that we do know very well yeah. didn't go get free cards i know Damn it, fives. <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know like fives intimidated by the pretty girls or something i'm not sure but <laughs> he had his he had cooper with him cooper's his son in case you're wondering yeah we have a yeah, friend who went, to, who went to the blue jays uh pirates game down in pittsburgh and uh we, we had notified him that lauren was at the game and if you showed up all you do is show up and she was giving away free cards and uh he didn't go and uh he wasn't even that far away from her, uh... Yeah, I was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. He was in the two hundred level. She, Warren was in the one hundred level. He couldn't be bothered. I was just like, <laughs> no, why? Oh, geez, heaven for friend, you miss. You miss ten minutes of like a three-hour baseball game. Yeah, anyway. I think the game hadn't even started yet. You know, it was one of those. Things. Oh my god. Okay, right, let's stop ragging on fights. <laughs> well, talking to friends of the show, this is a great segue um new release baseball and friend of the show josh trout uh has his cards once again this year in tops museum collection which released on friday uh, so just friday passed so uh one of the high-end high-end tops products come out at 400 a box for a total of 20 cards so in that you get an autograph a relic an autographed relic and a quad relic there you go that's difficult to say uh, and yeah, 20 cards total for about 400 bucks a box. So yeah, the highlight from our perspective is that uh, Josh Trout, friend of the show, um, has a series of 31 individual sketch cards uh, that have been inserted randomly into the product this year. Um, if you've not seen his work, I encourage you to go check it out. His art is incredible. Um, so yeah, go check out his Instagram because he's been showcasing some of the cards that are in the product this year. Uh, so yeah, Instagram.com slash jtroutpaintings is where you'll find them. Uh, the first one that he showed was a, a vertical booklet piece, um, a, a Mike Trout piece of, of Mike Trout catching a, a ball above the outfield ball. Incredible. And they only got better from there. So again, massive congratulations to Josh. He did, I think he told it, I think he told us off air when we interviewed him that he was going to be in like 30 of the 50 of the cards he'd gone in it's like 24 or something like that yeah it was really yeah crazy. yeah i can't remember what he said what he said on the show and, and what he told us after or, or before like in confidence so um so yeah great we can talk about it now uh, but yeah 31 total cards he's got in it this year so that's fantastic like i say the stuff looks incredible and if you're lucky enough to pull one of them congratulations yeah um, i think he said like he submitted 50 cards or something like that or i can't remember yeah, what it does right and, yeah and, and, and it was just thrilled that over half were accepted um so yeah. that, that's not bad at all uh, my recollection of the conversation is that artists are invited to select 50 cards so that sounds all the sketch artists that are invited to to sort of tender for it and from the 50 potential he had 31 of his pets so you know that's fairly unbelievable um 
Yeah, but yeah, the stuff looks incredible. Like I say, go check him out, Instagram.com slash paintings, and you'll see he's going through the cards at the minute, and they're, they're unbelievable. Uh, more new release news. Uh, again, last Friday, so September 9th, Tops Nippon Baseball, so the Japanese league, uh, really becoming a bit of a hot product. It certainly has the last couple of years. You know, when you consider... Some of the guys who have come out of Japan the last few years, like Otani and uh, I guess this year, like Seiya Suzuki, uh, just to name two, um, this, uh, the Tops Nippon baseball product is becoming a little bit of a, a kind of sleeper sort of prospect set. Uh, it's just the, you know, the regular flagship design, sort of regular hobby uh, configuration. So 24 packs, 14 cards in every pack. So 336 cards comes out at $95. If you can get one, because right now they're only available from Tops Japan, and they're not on, t uh, and Tops Japan don't ship international, and they're not on Amazon Japan yet. Um, now I don't know if they're on uh, Japan's version of eBay, and the names escape me, but it's like a marketplace group, and and, and they ship international. Uh, and I've not checked eBay uh, Japan, but yeah, about ninety five bucks, three hundred thirty six cards a box, really good considering it's only a two hundred and sixteen card base set. So if you manage to pick up a box of that, you're pretty much guaranteed to get the base set. Uh, and yeah, quite a cool thing. There's some nice looking parallels and stuff in there too. <clears throat> so yeah, if you're feeling adventurous and you've got a, a connection in Japan, go for it. Uh, I think a lot of value to be had from Nippon baseball cards in the coming years. Yeah, it's a, uh, that's an interesting sleeper set. It really is. You, you never know what mm. might come out of there. I mean, obviously, yeah. you're going to have heralded names there, and, and uh, that'd be a weird. I don't know. It'd be opening like a box of hockey cards for me, and <laughs> not knowing who anyone else is. This is a good card. This is not a good card. I have no idea. It's not Wayne Gretzky. It. It's not Ichiro. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it don't even have to be rookie cards. You know, it's not like collecting the normal flagship set where you're looking for rookie cards you know it, it could be any card of a japanese player and if they come if they come across the major leagues and set the world on fire because it's you know it's seen as like an international pre-rookie it's still going to have value like so a bit like um otani's bowling cards from the uh, the world baseball classic like the year before his actual rookie i mentioned that because we own one uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah, like I say, a real interesting kind of sleeper set. And like I say, if you can get one for, if you can get a box for less than a hundred pound that's got three hundred and thirty-six cards in it, uh, I don't. There was no guaranteed hits, I don't think, but there are autographs available on you know the usual splash of uh, colored parallels and insert sets and stuff. Absolutely but, worth a punt, I reckon, if you can get one. Yeah, see, that's interesting. And the reason I say that is because, uh, like, Otani doesn't do his Kanji signature anymore. You know, like, she puts Shota, Shota Otani, yeah, Otani it's on so there. hard to get one, yeah. Yeah, so if uh, if there are autographs in there and you happen to hit one and the guy does make it, you actually have the Kanji signature on it. So, um, you know, kudos to you if you can pull that one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, one of your favorite releases has come out again this year. Uh, came out on the 31st of August. Tops Fire. I saw that. <laughs> I'm gonna get a box. I knew it. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "I'm gonna get a box." <laughs> yeah. So interesting twist for Tops Fire this year, and perhaps a sign of things to come. Uh, so every year up until now, Tops Fire has been a, a retail exclusive. So it was only available at Target or Walmart or a combination of both. Uh, this year, for the first time, they've been selling the uh, hobby collector and value boxes directly from tops.com so uh, that's kind of interesting a lot of people commenting well 
that makes sense you know when you read about fanatics and what how they want to start delivering products and getting product in the hands of customers uh, it makes sense that they wouldn't just limit a product to being available from one source so you can get blaster boxes which are like the smaller 20 dollar boxes and the hobby collector variant you can you can get those from target but it's not exclusive to target this year as it has been in previous years so uh interesting um so sort of still retail but not really because you can buy it direct from tops.com and like i say a lot of people that are, are, are assuming probably quite correctly that this is a sign of the fanatics model to come where you will be able to get everything direct or if you wish you can go and buy it from a retail store or a hobby store or whatever so that's interesting so you can check out tops.com there jay and you can get yourself some fire <laughs> i will give you some fire i'm gonna get you some it's a fun it's a cheap product it's fun i like the art um yeah, yeah. I, I, have no I don't know if tyson about. i was gonna ask you but this is where i spring this question on you but um tyson beck does a lot of fire stuff and has done in the past i don't know I, but i'm not sure I, I don't know for sure if he's involved or not um i know you, you tend to keep a closer eye on the artist socials than i do but uh yeah fire is usually one of his styles uh, i won't say one of it's his been, flagship products because like his name's not on it, or something like that yeah, yeah so he's, I, he's I done a lot of stuff for fire so so I'm assuming this thing, I haven't really had much of a chance to look at it. As you know, I started a new job, so my, my brain's a bit <laughs> fried. You could say that at, at least. Um, so <laughs> now that things have maybe calmed down and, and well, who knows really if it's calmed down or not, I can start looking at those <laughs> things again. I gotta yeah, wait for that first yeah. paycheck to come through first. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I got say when I was checking out tonight, I cut like the design this year. It's not as wild as it's been in previous years, so. Uh, so yeah, worth checking out Tops Fire if you can get your hands on some. It's usually a pretty well-priced product. Um, what's coming this week? Well, it's actually, we picked a pretty good week to come back because there's quite a big release this week. Uh, so 2022 Tops Chrome comes out on Wednesday. Um, again, the flagship Tops design, but in the in the uh, premium Chrome finish. Uh, right now, it's going for $400 for a hobby box. Uh, and eight hundred dollars for a jumbo hobby box. <laughs> so in the the six weeks or so that we've not really been around and paying too much attention to the car market, nice to see that prices are still out of control. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So God knows how much that'll be by the time it hits UK uh, UK shores. But uh, but yeah, releases on Wednesday. So if you're looking to build the Tops Chrome set, good luck. Um, Tops Chrome last year, I think it's safe to say, was just crap. Uh, just lots of no-name rookie, like real crap autos, not worth the money at all. So unless they've bucked their ideas up for this year, uh, it could be more of the same. Um, at 400 and 800, like it's got to be delivering. Uh, a Rod and Wonder can only A Rod, J Rod, sorry, and and Wonder. Frankel, they, I know, Jesus, uh, like they can only carry a product so far. Um, that price feels a little bit outlandish. Uh, but we'll see. I'm sure the collectors will gobble it up. Um, that releases Wednesday. Uh, keep an eye on your favorite breakers Twitch streams on Wednesday night to see, no doubt, case upon case getting ripped. So enough of the boring physical world. And we'll move to the exciting digital realm. And, well, th th uh, there is one thing you haven't mentioned that was big news. Uh, there's probably 20 things I haven't mentioned. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We we had the the 2023 uh, uh, flagship design announced. 
We did. That's right. Yeah. So that's one of the things I had seen. It was keeping for a future episode. All right. Uh, well, there's a future episode. We'll no, no, it's then. okay though. No, my, no, 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 my, we'll my immediate my immediate reaction, seeing you brought it up, it'd be foolish not not to at least mention it. Uh, my immediate reaction to it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of mad. A lot of people are a big fan of the design. Um, it. Which year is it? It reflects. It's a reflection on 1983, and then it reflects. I think it's like 1972 yeah. with the wood panel. Or no, sorry, not the same thing. But it's 83. 83 tops is what it basically is. So yeah, yeah. So all right, yeah, we'll we'll discuss it more in there. But yeah, the same thing. I was like, oh, we showed it to me. I was kind of like, that's 83 tops, kind of updated. And yeah, yeah. I was I was a bit shrugged, a bit mad, a bit shrugged the shoulders on it, but. We'll see, it'll probably grow on me, and I'll probably love it by the time that it actually comes out because I've got a history of doing that. <laughs> but it's the same thing. I mean, like 83 Tops is the first set I really remember buying the cards for, so that's always got like the memory for me on that. I mean, I had some 82 and I had some 84, but you know, 83 was the kind of first, you know, when it's 83, yeah, eight years old, so I had money to go to 7 Eleven and get a Slurpee and some baseball cards, so that was that was the start yeah. of everything. Eight years old in 1983, yep. Oh, shit, you I'm old. old. <laughs> I know. I know my my, my oldest is the same age. I started buying baseball cards. That's so wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, man. Let's we'll talk about it more next week for sure. Uh, once we know a bit more about it by that time as well. But yeah, um, into the digital world then, and and uh, we'll round out tight with a bit of bunt. So, yeah, so Bunt's been kind of taking over. It's been craftastic. If, if you aren't playing Bunt regularly, there's so many different crafty things you can do now, and you, you've kind of given up. Uh, currently, I think they're kind of going through a meh moment. Or, or they did Retro, which is all right. They did Neon, which I, that was okay. It wasn't great. Um, Tier 1 just came out, but they limited it to a million packs. I don't, I'm not, huh. I don't understand the big fan of Tier 1s. They keep hyping it up and... I, don't know, I think the cards look terrible. <laughs> it's really not that great. Um, but you know, it's kind of you're kind of stuck with a week of not really doing anything because uh, you, you, all the packs are sold out within 24 hours. So you're kind of stuck there. Um, uh, but but the one thing is that they are on series four of 1987, which has been great. So I've been digging all the 87 ones there. Um, I, I I will probably. Spend my hard-earned seven pounds to go get some super rares and iconic. <laughs> Wait um, a minute. So now that you're working, you're going to be pumping all of your income into Bunt now. Is that? I might happen? spend a little bit of money on Bunt. <laughs> I, 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 so uh, I, I we obviously have a group chat where I send all my Bunt stuff and get nothing back for these guys who are not playing anymore. But I hit two J Rod iconics and I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> Actually, I said I hit one and then traded for another one. Um, but uh yeah it's it's been kind of interesting i think we still have stadium club to come out fire will come out um chrome's probably due to come out again there so uh it's kind of a, a slow one i think it's been a lot of fun so if uh if you're a top 100 player they've now come up with the iconic fire cards so if you craft five of the gold cards you get the iconic fire card so if you like your motion cards they've been a lot of fun um I kind of jump in late. The ones of those that you've sent to the group shot, I'd quite like to look off. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So um, I think, you know, the, there's probably going to be a thousand craft of those things. So it's not like really an iconic, but the card looks cool. I do like the fact that there's a motion card with the fire coming out. 
Um, but uh, otherwise, it, it's kind of we've hit a kind of a a lull, uh, just kind of a, a a boring period of bunt. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm working, so I have as much time to spend on it there. There's not really been any contests there. Although I have decided today that I'm going to change what I'm going to do. I'm still going to collect everything on bunt, but I have decided I'm going to try to collect every Mariner uncommon and rare card uh, from this year. Jeez, that's going to be quite the undertaking, isn't it? You know what? It's not as hard as you thought. The, the award cards I probably won't get because people don't tend to train their award cards, and I get yeah. couple offers on mine there. But it's actually, I had a look, it's probably only about 50 cards I'm missing. And, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, who wants Kyle Lewis cards? <laughs> Nobody wants Kyle Lewis cards, you know? Not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, no one wants Jared Kellenic cards, so you can kind of trade my extras to kind of pick them up or trade off cards I really don't care about certain sets like pristine I'm not a big fan of pristine I thought the design looked all right but I don't mind trading my extras off there so uh yeah. I, I've been sending out wild trades to kind of do that it's funny enough I'm finding it hard it's the tops now cards people really like their tops now cards and don't want to trade them so yeah well we have our UK base collector who does the who focuses on doing the tops now ones right he, so. he is and, and he is probably blowing through all his money because <laughs> he yeah, have to probably so. spend about 30 40 000 to get him each day yeah um it's interesting you mentioned stadium club is like we're obviously waiting on stadium club we're waiting on this release waiting on that release to, to hit on bump um we're waiting we're still waiting for these to drop in the real world as well and i think that's probably not helping uh you know i'm, I'm not too sure how much tops digital and tops physical talk to each other um but i think so stadium stadium club should have been out by now like if i if i recall correctly in previous years um stadium club is usually like a summer release um, and at the minute, it's not due to be out until September the 30th, so the end of this month before we're seeing Stadium Club in the real world. Right. Um, so we're maybe not too far away from seeing it in Bunt, but, you know, Tops are still suffering from delays, from, from like, product delays. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I assume the two of them talk to each other in some regard, and they're not going to release a product that's physically delayed in the digital world until they've got a handle on their production and when it's actually coming out. So... Yeah, Stadium Club at end of September, so maybe we'll see it in Bunt around about the same time. Um, yeah, I think that's been pretty much the way it's worked so far. That's probably why we haven't seen anything, because they're still waiting for it to drop so we can yeah. uh, have well, a that, Bunt there. See, that's Museum museum Club out now, so we'll maybe see a museum in, in, uh, Ooh, in Bunt. Yeah, so that's true. Good. Um, and it's usually quite nice in Bunt as well. It's not the best value in the real world, you know, $400 for 20 cards. Um, you know, it's not it's not one that you'd go out and buy lots of, but uh but yeah, and bunt they usually are, they're usually pretty good looking things. Yep. So um so yeah, so I'm doing I'm bunt's going well. I'm 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 like fifty thousand short of nine million coins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I I just loved in just now to accept the trade that you sent me like six hours ago. Um I'm sure you were on a break when, when you did that by the way, in case your employer's listening. Uh <laughs> uh so yeah i've not been on for a while i'm still sitting around seven million cards um that's seven million coins sorry so yeah I'm, I'm kind of dipping in and out so i'm not really too up to speed on the events and stuff like that how many times have i logged in i've only got three daily uh daily tokens daily tickets so that gives you an example how right much yeah, yeah. Fair and, um yeah 25 percent attendance at the moment so yeah just just dipping in and out of it but 
I had to get back into it. I was playing a different game, but I've fallen out with that game now. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It, <laughs> I, I turned my attention uh, back to Bunt. But I think, again, it kind of goes with, like, the, the physical world. Like, uh, like Inception. I loved Inception. That was great. You know, um, Stadium Club, th- they'll be amazing cards. So I'm quite happy mm. to, you know, dump a million coins in it because it's, it's just great. Um, but, uh, you know, like, when you have Neon, like... <laughs> It's, it's not a great card. It's really no, not. No, you know, and the retro ones are kind of cool, but uh, they're not that great. So, um, yeah, it's, it's must have, the, the retro ones must have done quite well. If if, if we're into like wave four of them now, though, they must have been more. So no, it's a different one. So the uh, eighty-seven uh, uh, obviously yeah. is wave four, but there's actually a set called retro. So it's kind of like this eighties oh, retro. Yeah. Sorry, thing. sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, but even so, to do four, even to do four waves of the eighty-seven set, I think is. Unique. I don't remember them ever going this high before with what is basically an ex- an insert set from the flagship product. So to roll it out in its own thing and do four four waves of it's kind of interesting. They were pretty cool. I yeah, I think I had a couple of iconics from wave one. Um, yeah, you had like, at least awesome. the super refractor. I think we had, might have had Aye. with that there. So yeah, so that, it's been kind of fun. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best not to spend any money on it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, you're going but, to make sure your paycheck goes to your wife's bank account and not your <laughs> it's, it's, Let's be honest, it's going to go to the bills. That's really where it's going to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like go, I got 20 pounds to spend this month. What do I buy? <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's good. That's good. But yeah, well, um, I think the physical world is, is echoing into the digital realm there. Uh, with some of the stuff that we're still waiting for, but like I say, yeah, I'm always excited for Stadium Club. It's uh, it's a real good looking product, um, and it looks uh, it always looks pretty good on button as well. So, yeah, let's see, let's hope it picks up again. And, and for the sake of the podcast, if nothing else, I shall uh, I shall rekindle my relationship with the Bunt app and get myself back in there again. Uh, start. Hoarding those DJ LeMahieu cards in case they do bring in <laughs> I, the, the miles of crafting miles one just for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, very good, very good. All right, I think we have covered off everything we had scheduled to talk about this week. Uh, so yeah, great to be back. It's nice to do the show again. I've enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, we shall get this episode out as a podcast from this Wednesday at 9 p.m. UK. You'll be able to get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else where you get your podcasts from. And we'll be back next Monday, I think, all being well. Yep, uh, all being well, we should be here. Potentially. I might have an issue with that, but we can talk about that later. Uh, yeah, all being well, well, we'll get an episode out in one form or another next Monday um, at 9 p.m. UK. Uh, and until then... Jason, thanks very much. Hey, thanks again, everyone that kicked in. Glenn was watching us, so Glenn, thanks for sticking around and uh, whoever else is hanging out out there. Um, yep, we'll be back. For, it's now autumn time, so we can actually yeah. you know, not be so busy trying to shuffle our kids around from one party exactly. to one play to the next. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, logistics are a lot easier now. Uh, yeah, thanks to the uh, Twitch spam bot for trying to sell us penis enlargement pills or whatever it was. Uh, and yeah, we will uh, we will speak to you uh, next Monday, 9 p.m. UK. So until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>